On today's episode of Tips from the Top Flow, we'll have a closer look at the future of print. Print in magazines, print in advertising, print in books, and of course, print in photography. This episode is supported by our Greenland photo tour in September. If you ever wanted to experience Greenland's amazing fjords, glaciers, and some of the most impressive icebergs you will ever see in your life, your chance is here. We'll go there end of September and we'll do it for an amazing price. And don't delay Time is of the essence. Not only are the spots on the tour going fast, also the spots on the flights that take you to Greenland are quite limited. So be quick. Go to discoverthetopfloor.com or tap the link in the show notes. That's discoverthetopfloor.com. This is Tips from the Top Floor, episode 862 for April the 11th, 2019. Hey, hello, this is Chris. What's been going on? Well... <laughs> No, not too much photography since I returned from Norway. You know, my life happens in spurs and in in seasons and in like there's the, the photo tour, which means a lot of photography. And then there's some post-production and then there's office work and stuff. But this time around, it's really exciting because uh, a lot of the things I do are related to photography in one way or another. Pretty much everything, actually. Um, and I've just finished the article on wide-angle photography, on wide-angle people photography um, in German. But if you speak the language, th this might be interesting for you. This the, this will be out in in a magazine named CT Fotografie. And uh, it's one of Germany's biggest photo magazines. Very proud of that. Especially as... <laughs> and it's fitting because today we have a question about print on the show. Um, also in the middle of revamping a website again, discoverthetopfloor.com, the photo tour and workshop website. It's not quite done yet, but uh, there are some changes that will make the whole site easier to navigate. And there will also be a couple of new sections, so it should be out in a few weeks. Uh, I'm, also <laughs> I'm also about to head out to our Film Extreme workshop in Berlin. It's coming up. Really looking forward to that over the next few days. It, it, again, we do this annually and, and it's just... Yeah, taking film to places that it wasn't supposed to go. But interestingly enough, you can take it to these places. So that is fun. Uh, of course, I've also been recording other shows. Uh, interesting for some of you might be the, the latest episode of The Future of Photography. We had a great guest on the show, an interview with an industry insider who, um, yeah, who, who is the editor of a big website and is, is is very very deeply linked in and we talk to him about where photography is going and about how the mirrorless camera market has been in a sharp decline for a year this is interesting because we have the best cameras out there technology wise but people are not buying them anymore this is a, this is drastic these are drastic things and um, there's some speculation where what this will mean for some of the manufacturers so that is a really interesting one and of course i've been planning for new photo tours which i do almost all year round and if you haven't seen the greenland one in september that's a bit of a gem not just price wise but well it's greenland for crying out loud and that one won't be on the sh on a ship um the last one in greenland we did on a ship but this one instead will have our home base in Isertok. And we'll take like fast boats up and down the coast on 
day trips to explore the fjords and uh, the glaciers and the icebergs. And doing doing it this way just enables us to, to offer this at a really competitive price. So that's a really interesting tour. Um, also about to add a couple of new tours for next year. The one uh, one will go to Ethiopia, probably March next year. And especially there, the Omo Valley, with its numerous tribes that, that still live like they used to. But this, yeah, the I've, I've seen pictures. I've uh, I'm I'm teaming up with Tim again, who is who has been there a couple of times now, and uh, this is all well organized tour, but full of experiences. Um, and uh, also working to add another gem. We're planning to go to Bhutan again for spring 2020. Bhutan, the the kingdom of happiness in the Himalayas. And this time, we're planning to extend the tour towards the east of Bhutan. And the reason that is significant is that while Bhutan in general has very limited tourism, I mean, they really, they really have, they really don't let a lot of tourists in. Um, but most people who visit stay in the west of the country. So the east is almost untouched by tourism. And I find this exciting. No, no one else is going there. This is very special. So have an eye out for that on the hopefully soon finished revamped workshop website. Anyway, enough housekeeping. Let's dive right into the print thing. Hi, Chris. This is Jim Kloss from Joliet, Illinois, USA. Just listened to your episode on Flickr Explorer, and it had me thinking about something I've been thinking about for a long time, and that is, is print media dead? Specifically, large portrait displays on walls. Uh, more and more, um, the work I do revolves around the delivery of digital files that typically are used to um, you know, bolster somebody's digital portfolio or social media, um, and people seem to be more content to print their photos when they do at uh, their local pharmacy. So I personally think there's value in, in having your art hanging on a wall. And they've always felt that. They've always felt the larger the better. Um, but it, it seems to be going in the opposite direction, um, not recently, for a very long time. So I'd like to hear your thoughts. Am I wrong? Am I on to something? Um, is this just the new world we have to live in? All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Jim. Um, is print dead? <laughs> That's a very big question. I'm not sure I have a good answer, but I certainly have some thoughts on that. Um, let's let's look at a few areas of print first, because I think uh, we cannot just look at print in general. There's print in uh, in magazines. There's print in advertising. Um, of course, there's print in books and print in, in photography in general. And uh, people still read magazines. Let's start with magazines. People still read magazines. Uh, just looked at some numbers. I, th I think in the United States, there's still like over three quarters of the, of the U.S. adults still read print magazines. Uh, but there is a decline there. There's clearly a decline, so those numbers are uh, shrinking. And and publishers are in the process of kind of re-evaluating re the role that print will play for them. But then uh, Apple has just 
announced Apple News Plus, which is like the continuation of their news service and their newsstand and magazine stand. And that thing will include or does, I, don't have, I haven't looked at it because I don't, don't think we have it here in Germany. But that thing includes like hundreds of magazines and newspapers in a digital form for $10 a month, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Which means that if you look at that at the, at the individual magazines and their earnings, that will just earn them a fraction of of uh, of what they used to earn per sold issue. Um, at the newsstand, yeah, they are clearly more expensive. But of course, why do they do it? Why do they join something like Apple News Plus? Because the industry can dangle some really big reader numbers in front of them. Simply by just the amount of devices that are out there. And um, and then magazine publishers, in turn, are, of course, hoping to make it up in volume. They might only make a fraction per user, but they get to sell to millions of readers instead of, I don't know, tens of thousands. So the market is changing. Um, that's also true in advertising. You've mentioned wall displays. I think you were probably more looking at galleries. But, of course, I mean, there's print everywhere around us uh, print is still a big factor in in displays uh, on the walls there's still a ton of print billboards and displays on street level uh, on cars on <laughs> almost any service you can think about but even there we see more and more screens right those those who those who rent out those screens and billboards they must have some business case for making that a viable thing right and of course i mean digital or screens in that context give you uh different options replacing print with an expensive display apparently has has its advantages you won't need people to climb up there and glue the new printed campaign to the billboard uh, instead you can like instantly swap it out anytime you can use moving images that's a new thing uh you can in the end, probably come up with entirely new business models based on that thing being a screen. So, yeah, there is probably a business case there. But if you look closely in the magazine space, print is also seeing a resurgence of some kind, especially in times where like, print is seen by many businesses as the, as the less competitive space compared to online. There are even big publishers, big name brand publishers who have started new print projects in the last few years. So th there is a movement that it's go it goes in both ways. It goes both directions. Let's have a look at books. When ebooks first came out, I remember everyone was afraid that they would kill the paper book market like in no time. And if you look at that, that hasn't happened. There might have been consolidation, yes, but um, I've had my hands in the creation of uh, no, 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 five books. Seven, if you include some of the translations. I've written or co-written two of those books. And I've helped with translations too. And those two books in German and in English are both available in print and in digital form. And uh, the numbers that I see are clearly on the print side. The print sales have, they, they massively outweigh the digital sales. So 
what's the story here? And I think the answer is in the type of publication that we're looking at. Uh, if you look at just written content, if you look at novels, I don't have the numbers, but I guess their electronic versions are on the rise. But if you look at publications where design is important, layout is important, then the numbers probably look different. And in general, <laughs> general print is tangible, right? Print is beautiful. Print makes it easier for the reader to cut through clutter. And it just works better in some contexts than in others. And here's a quote from, from a webpage that I read uh, when doing some research here. Uh, they write, you can't put a website on a coffee table. And the iPad and other tablets, they have not managed to do that just yet. Now, let's look at photography and uh, in general, uh, photography... Uh, there's here's an interesting thing. Here's a very interesting thing that just recently has happened, and that is the latest SIPA report. It shows some dramatic developments. Now, SIPA is the uh, the Camera and Imaging Products Association. These guys. That's like an industry association, international industry association. They collect numbers of sales and stuff. And the condensed version of their current report is the digital camera market is in sharp decline. And the analog products like Fujifilm's Instax are selling like hotcakes. Now, uh, over on, I do this other podcast, The Future of Photography. Uh, you might have heard of it. Uh, and over on that, uh, Adrian Stock and I look into future developments in photography. And uh, by the way, you should definitely subscribe. Um, on the current episode, we talk to an industry expert. And uh, his name is James Arteas. And he's the editor of digitalcameraworld.com. And here's a quick excerpt from our one hour long discussion. Well, I think the main takeaway, certainly in terms of, of the direction of the industry, when the big boys caught up, so when Canon and Nikon both decided, hey, full-frame mirrorless is actually a thing, we should probably get in on this, that really has been the big thing. The whole industry is throwing its weight behind full-frame mirrorless because they see this as the next big thing. And on a technological level, that is true, but camera shipments are down 35% year on year, and that's truly, truly staggering. Since February last Last year, we're selling a third less cameras. I mean, that's kind of an alarming and upsetting statistic. Everything you could possibly want in a new camera has been given to us. And yet there are now a third less cameras being shipped and sold. But consumers don't seem to be responding. And it's difficult to know exactly whether that's because consumers are more interested in what their phones can do rather than paying three or four grand for a new camera. Or if it's just because we've just reached a plateau of what people are interested in. Because really, what's selling the most out there is physical, instant cameras. Instant cameras are enormous. You know, Canon have just revealed their first wave of instant cameras. At Photokina, I have vivid memories of Fujifilm announcing a partnership with Taylor Swift for their Instax cameras. They announced this big global partnership. They were going to partner with Taylor Swift on her world tour and going to sell these Instax cameras. And I remember at the time, I just, I chuckled. And I said, this is crazy. What are they thinking? They're pairing up with Taylor Swift to release you know, instant cameras. This is madness. And then fast forward to January, February, and it turns out Fujifilm have sold nearly a million Instax cameras every month. 
Okay. <laughs> This is interesting numbers, right? And by the way, you can hear the, the total conversation we had with him over on the Future Photography Podcast. Link is in the show notes. Let me restate what he just said there and what the SIPA report says. Since February 2018, system camera sales have gone down 35% across the industry. That's a crazy slope. And at the same time, Fuji's Instax is selling almost a million analog cameras per month, that is. <laughs> Let that sink in. I mean, if that trend continues, there will be casualties. I think that's almost a given. I don't believe that all digital camera manufacturers will survive that. So why is the market developing like this? Now, this is, I think, I believe, at least partially within the discussion of print versus digital, right? And while there's a lot of speculation why the market is changing the way it is, and while there are probably a lot of different factors at play, I believe that one of them is the the perceived value that people see in uh, in something that they can hold in their hands, as opposed to something that that's much more interchangeable. So, Jim, while, while I think digital isn't going anywhere, I believe the cards are being shuffled right now. And, and print has a very good shot at staying relevant or even at gaining additional relevance. Uh, and while things might be different in the various areas of print, just in general, overall, people want something tangible. I think that's very clear. People want something that's fun and unique. And I love the smile on people's faces when when I give them a one-of-a-kind physical photo. That's the photo that they will put on their fridge and not one of the thousands of digital photos that live in the cloud. All right, that was it for this week. Thank you, everyone. And Jim, I'm, I'm not sure if I really answered your question, but... I think there's still a market for print and I believe it might even be growing in some areas. Everyone, don't forget the May challenge is in full swing. That's your chance to get your photo reviewed on the show. I'll link to it in the show notes. And don't forget Greenland, end of September. Be quick, tap the link in the show notes if you're interested to get to Greenland for an amazing price. Music for the show by Jeff Smith, Silent Partner, Hans Peter Kagrut Publishing, and Slack Challenges by Reese Pixie, Matt Rafsitar, Armstead, Slack Imitations by Chief Imitations Officer, CIO Rusty Russ. And the link to get on the Slack is, of course, in the show notes. If you like this episode, you can buy me a coffee at tfttf.com slash coffee or consider joining the growing list of amazing patrons over at tfttf.com slash Patreon. And here are the wonderful patrons who are directly responsible for this sponsorless episode to exist. If it wasn't for you guys, I couldn't have justified to take the time out of my schedule. So in order of the tiers, patrons with higher pledges get named first. My thanks go to Jeremy Kerwin, Jeffrey Block, Ken Davidson, Roger Nadel, Daniel Hertig, Alin, Simeon Nuyu, Marco Binder, Doug Gabbard, Peter Morrow, Alex Crozo, Tom Stewart, Matt Armstead, Stu Silberman, Aaron Pinasov, 
Francesco Scaglioni, Holger Krupp, Woody, Trevor Palmer, Ryan Guido, Thomas Nielsen, Dave Smith, David Recht, John Donahue, Ken Berrien, Steven Sandler, Jasmine MR, Alan Bruce Horn, Andrew B., Rob Duber, Chandra, Anthony, Tim Caldwell, Peter M. Spradling, James Trimble, Michael Grunert, Scott, Bartek Boski, Chad Lake Cluck, Robert Goshko, Sina Fahad, Kyle Nishioka, and Josh Hopko. Thank you all so much. And if you want to hear your name here in the show, consider joining this illustrious group of awesome people at tfttf.com slash Patreon. Thank you. My name is Chris Marquardt. You'll find me on social media at Chris M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T. Go out and take amazing photos. Share them with the world. Be nice to each other and happy shooting. <laughs>